You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life, drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to another show of Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California. And I'm so excited that you're here. Now, I am coming to you directly from beautiful San Diego, California. And it's such a nice change from the desert. I'm absolutely loving it. And yes, I am going to be moving here. I'm so excited. Well, there is so much going on in the world, isn't there? I can call it exciting, definitely. I just watched the coronation of King Charles, and it was so special, so beautiful. I just sat there as I watched it, and I wondered, what does it feel like to be that wealthy, to be a king or queen of the land? And it was really intriguing. But it was also a little nerve-wracking because it's a big responsibility. But now we are in the midst of a huge political election season. And for the first time, I really don't know what to expect. Here we have a brilliant billionaire running for office once again and who many cannot stand. But yet, it is clearly apparent that... He has an amazing gift in which to create prosperity, not just for himself, but for the many people he employs as well as serves. When Trump was president, I have to tell you, my businesses were in such a period of great prosperity. And then we got another president, and the prosperity was eaten up by higher taxes and higher increases of expenses, and I literally had to keep on piling in money to make sure my businesses survived. But how do you survive when the people do not have extra money to purchase advertising or to pay for expenses like a four-day cruise or even attend online workshops is it all psychological oh probably but i just see that there is not much cash available in which to grow mom and pop businesses which happens to be the mainstay of the united states of america or worse the inability to save money for the proverbial rainy day and that is incredibly important So the problem became psychological for me, I have to admit it. I didn't see the money flowing in, so I accepted the premise that our current president does not understand how to get the economy booming again. Yes, the picture I had in my mind was not really about blaming me, it was about blaming those in politics. They were doing something wrong. Yes, I did blame the current president because I didn't want to blame myself. But it is because he has worked for the government for such a long time, he really doesn't understand the way money is created and how it flows. And as a 16-year business professional that I am, I know he doesn't have a clue about the real economics that is being thrown upon America. Yet, the media is pushing us to pick sides. Well... That's how they keep people tuned into their particular narrative. But here in the law of attraction land of self-creating our reality, I hope that I can encourage you to stop focusing in on the political parties who are playing the narrative that benefits them, not what benefits we the people. To tell you the truth, Having known many state and local politicians, these guys don't know a thing about economics. I also need to mention that Elon Musk made his money with the wrong president in office. So, that should tell you something. 
it has to do with the person who is in that creation mode and how dedicated and how focused they are on what they want to achieve. There's a real science to that and it has to start with how you think. Now, I am really excited about this really fabulous place called Peace City. And this is a place that I can actually go into because it's a virtual world and I can create the life that I want to live there. And for some reason, it actually manifests out into the real world that I live in. Peace City is the partner for your brain to actually see and participate in the manifestation process. Peace City is a powerful, powerful virtual reality and it gives me the power to see my actual desire as if it has already manifested. Now what I discovered is this. Peace City gives me the power to create in my personal reality by allowing my mind to actually see the manifestation of my desire come into my reality. Scientifically, I can't explain it because I'm not a neuroscientist. I just know that I can create that which I build in Peace City. Now, in Peace City, people can actually build beautiful homes in their beautiful scenic areas. Many of those drive very, very expensive cars, and some just choose to fly without airplanes, I might add. And you can actually purchase real estate there, or you can hire people to build your home. It's just like planet Earth. But only you are the one that is creating your manifestations. Now, why would you want to do this? Because, well, I'm into the law of attraction world. I have the tremendous experience of manifesting my desires from a virtual reality and into my everyday life. I can own luxurious homes in Peace City that I could never afford in Southern California. I can drive that Maserati as I park it on my oceanfront garage in Peace City. You see, my dreams become solid in my virtual world so much that I can really believe it is real. It is that shift in my mind from fantasy to my own virtual world that creates a brilliant life. It really happens in real time. It's the house of your dreams which represents your future that you can build or you can have somebody build it for you. And I can say it is worth it because if you only learn one thing from this whole experience, it becomes the fact that you are the creator of your life. Even if you hire people to create it for you, you are the creator of your life. Now, I just read where Mark Zuckerberg's virtual world, the metaverse, just failed. Well, I never went into metaverse because I truly did not realize it was a virtual reality. Had I known it was, I guess I would have participated or at least gone in to see it. And I can't state it any clearer that what I have already experienced is the fact that I did create my reality in Peace City. It's a beautiful place that I can absolutely love and it makes my vibration soar. Of course, it is a manifesting world and it is just what I need to literally build my dreams into my reality. Now, let's talk about the physicalness of a virtual world. I remember years ago, I had a virtual body and I could actually jog everywhere I wanted to go in Peace City. But I was so surprised to discover that when I jogged in Peace City around this virtual world, up and down hills, across rivers, I mean everywhere, 
I could actually feel the sweat on my back. But remembering that I was sitting at my computer, not jogging, I came to realize that my brain accepted my jogging by producing sweat. Well, this was a real eye-opener for me. This experience told me that my brain is much bigger than just my body. This is because my brain is is bigger than anyone realizes. We accept the fact that many people are psychics and intuitive, but something as a virtual world is just a place of make-believe, or so we thought it was. It's really a place to build your future into what you want. Because of this virtual world experience, I learned about the power of the mind to create a virtual world as if I was already living in it. The reason that I, Jules Johnson, love the virtual reality world so much is because I learned what a powerful creator that I really am. I can see my creation in Peace City. I can feel my creation in Peace City. And then I live my creation. And guess what that does for the brain? It brings me into the creator mode, which creates a totally different reality for me that I want. It's giving the boost to your brain to create what you really want. I don't know the scientific principles behind it, but I can tell you there needs to be more exploration around this creation method. So I want you to test it out yourself. In as little as a few weeks, you will be able to experience this unique form of creation as well. And I hope you'll join me in Peace City because the law of attraction is all about creating the life you want to live and experience. And in the near future, I plan on having workshops in Peace City. And guess what? Guess what? No travel expenses. But we are on the edge of the world. It is incredible experience. And I'm going to be interviewing the creator of Peace City, coming up shortly, who is an incredible person with the desire to show people the power that they were born with. The next few years, you will literally change your life into a magnificent creator. But it's not magical. It's scientific. And it's something that the powers that be, again, don't want you to know about. Because the spiritual sort of life indicates that the time is now for you to discover that you are the creator of your life. And let me say that again. You are the creator of your life. I want you to stay tuned into Law of Attraction Radio Network and to my show, Law of Attraction Talk Radio, where you will be discovering the power that you have always known was there, your own power of creation. Get ready, because truly, the best is yet to be. Now go tell your friends and family to join you at Law of Attraction talk radio so that you can build your dreams into your reality because it's no longer a secret it's about your life and it is in peace city so stay tuned to law of attraction radio network and especially again law of attraction talk radio with jules because your life because your life is really about to change and it's going to be the best and the most exciting period of your life and I want you to join me in peace setting tonight I'm going to be talking about the importance of developing our intuition and my special guest is Dr. Susan Shumsky and uh, she is going to be talking about awakening your third eye. Now, this is so important, and it's going to help you to connect to the universe and connect to your manifesting powers. So, let's take a fast commercial break, and then we're going to be right back with Dr. Susan Shumsky. Mm-hmm. 
It's here, it's hot, and it's a must read. It's the science behind the Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. You're listening to Law of Attraction Radio Network, enhancing the well-being of millions of listeners worldwide. LOARadioNetwork.com is heard through 25 different internet radio stations, as well as iTunes Radio, Stitcher.com, and our mobile apps. The Law of Attraction Radio Network, your trusted source of daily inspiration at LOARadioNetwork.com. Welcome back. I'm Jules, and you are listening to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Now, let's talk with Dr. Susan Shamsky, DD, who authored 11 books. For more than 47 years, she's been a highly respected spiritual teacher and pioneer in the field of human potential. She has written a book called Awaken Your Third Eye, in which she teaches the historic lore of the third eye and provides you with ancient and modern techniques for opening it and accessing its natural power, a power that we were all born with. So it's going to be a great show. Welcome, Dr. Shumsky, to Love Attraction Talk Radio. I am thrilled to be here with you, Jules. This is so wonderful, and we get to talk about one of my favorite, favorite subjects, Awakening Your Third Eye, which is your latest book, and it's got all so much history uh, about the pineal gland, and we're going to dive into some of these issues, so I'm just thrilled. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, it's my great pleasure, Jules. So tell us about the third eye and where exactly is it located? Okay, Jules. So the third eye is located in what we call the subtle body. We have this gross physical body and we also have a subtle body, which is in a different dimension. So the gross physical body is made up of the elements, the, the elements of earth that comprise this earthly world but the subtle body is what is actually keeping the physical body alive and what is bringing life and motion to this physical body so there are several layers to the subtle body we have first the energy body which in india they call that the pranamaya kosha and it, the reason it's called that is because it's made of prana. Prana is life force energy. And in China, they call that qi. In Japan, they call it ki. Mm -hmm. So this life force energy, prana, is the key to all of life. In India, it is said in the ancient scriptures that when prana is in the body, that is what is known as life. And when prana leaves the body, that is what is known as death. So this pranic body is what gives you motion and it gives you heat. So that's why when the body dies, there's no motion, there's no heat. So that is one of the layers of our subtle body. There's several layers. There's the pranamaya kosha, which is the life force energy body. There's the manamaya kosha, which is your mental emotional body. There's the Vijnanamaya Kosha, which is your intellect and ego body. And then there is your causal body. That's known as your Anandamaya Kosha. So those are the different layers of your subtle body. Now, this energy system is very complex, and it consists of prana flowing through uh, energy tubes or conduits. In India, they call that nadi, and in China, they call those meridians. Mm -hmm. 
So many of these nadis connect or interconnect, interrelate with each other, and they form plexuses. They form centers. In India, they call those centers chakra, and in China, they call them acupuncture points. So there's hundreds of chakra or acupuncture points in your subtle body, but there are seven major ones. So the major ones are pretty well known, the seven major chakra, and one of those, which is located in the center of your head, is called Agya Chakra. That's spelled A-J-N-A, Agya, mm -hmm. A-J-N-A. And that is translates, it's a Sanskrit word, it translates as the command center. So the command center is your third eye because it's commanding your entire physical body. It's commanding both your physical and your subtle body, actually. So it's very important chakra, and it's right there located in the center of your head. In the very center of your brain. That's correct, yeah. Center. So the importance of the third eye is uh, that it totally affects every part of our body, our hearts, our minds, our healing, our intuition, everything. Well, actually, the Agya Chakra, or third eye, is the center of illumination and the center of intuition. So it helps you to develop your clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient abilities. When the third eye is open, you're open to higher consciousness. You're open to other realms, other worlds. You're able to see visions of higher beings. You're able to open to your higher self and experience or true nature of being. So it's very important in reference not only to uh, so many things having to do with your physical body, but also having to do with development of intuition and higher consciousness. Mm, very important. Uh, and the symbolism associated with the, the pineal gland is what? Okay, so let's talk about the pineal gland for a moment. Uh, the actual location of the third eye chakra is right there in the pineal gland. Pineal gland is a tiny gland in the center of your head, and it has many different functions, some of which is that it produces melatonin and serotonin. Melatonin is produced uh, in the dark, so, in fact, the pineal gland is kind of an eye. Uh, it's not, it doesn't function like your physical eye, but it does detect light and darkness because it only produces certain chemicals in the light and other chemicals in the dark. So it produces the melatonin in the dark. So the pineal gland is, uh, has some other very interesting properties, too, that we'll talk about later today uh, in the show. But... Uh, but the pineal gland has been symbolized throughout the ages as a pine cone. The reason why it's called the pineal gland is because it looks like a little pine cone. Oh, yeah. It looks like the seed of a, a pine cone. Mm -hmm. uh, and this has been known since antiquity. Uh, it's, it's been known the properties of the pineal gland have been known since antiquity by many many different cultures. For example, Plato knew about the pineal gland, uh, Galen knew about the pineal gland, and so on. So it's well known throughout Indonesia, Babylonia, Samaria, Egypt, Greece, Rome. It's been prevalent in various um, esoteric traditions like Freemasonry, Theosophy, Gnosticism, and also in Christianity. Mm -hmm. So the tiny pine cone uh, of the pineal gland, uh, it it also looks kind of like a beehive and also a cornstalk. So the beehive is well known in masonry as a symbol. The cornstalk well known to the indigenous Americas. The very largest religious monument in the world is called Angkor Wat. It's found in Cambodia. It has colossal domes that are shaped like pine cones. Mm. And also you see the head of the Buddha in statues throughout Asia, 
looking like it has pine, a pine cone or beehives mm-hmm. uh, on his head. And the very largest pine cone statue in the world is found in the Vatican mm-hmm. in what's known as the Court of the Pine Cone. <laughs> it's huge. It's flanked by two peacocks, and those peacocks represent resurrection and immortality. The pine cone also is on the staff of the Pope, and it's in the coat of arms of the Holy See. Mm-hmm. So the pine cone is very important in the Vatican. And it's kind of like been kept a secret, too, because they really didn't want us to go uh, and develop the third eye as much. So, okay, so here's another symbol. The ancient Greeks had something called a thyrsus. That's a wand or a staff. It was wielded by the fertility god Dionysus, which that's also known as Bacchus in in Rome. And Dionysus, as well as his followers, the satyrs and the maenads, they wielded the thyrsus, which is made of a giant fennel stalk, and it has ivy and vine branches, and it's decorated with a ribbon, and it's topped with a pine cone. Mm -hmm. So that's another uh, symbol that we see. Uh, We see it in many different other places, too. For example, the Eye of Horus and... Uh, we see it on the Philosopher's Stone, and there's just many different references to the third eye, hmm. dog star, and so on. So the um, they reference the pineal gland in these architectural buildings all over the world. Um, it's been, from the beginning of time, everybody's really kind of known about it. So why have we not known about it in our past? Why have, why has it not been really recognized in the Western culture? Because the Western culture is focused on materialism and focused on the physical world and, and the deity of the Western world is science. So they don't, they're not really interested in anything they can't see, hear, taste, touch, and smell, and that can't be proven through science. Okay, so an invisible third eye, which, by the way, you, <laughs> if you dissect a corpse or a cadaver, you're not going to find a third eye or a nadi or a meridian mm-hmm. or anything like that. Right. That is why it is not known to Western science because it's not something you can, you can hold in your hand. So because of that, we've lost this knowledge, but thank goodness the East has, has preserved this knowledge throughout the ages. So from India, from China, we get this wisdom. And we, and we also get the te- techniques from India and China on how to awaken the third eye and how, can de- how we can develop our intuitive abilities and develop our own higher consciousness through awakening the third eye, which is, it's wonderful. Yes, it is. It's something that we all need to be striped to doing. But let me ask you, they have had many, many studies in regards to the pineal gland of which with the water, uh, the fluoride is really calcifying the pineal gland, which in fact hardens the pineal gland. Mm -hmm. So this is what we need to be active and to uh, kind of heal our pineal gland so that we are able to get all kinds of information. How far am I off there? No, you're not off at all. As a matter of fact, in my book, Awaken Your Third Eye, I talk, there's a lot of scientific research in this book that's cited in this book. And some of that is about the fluoridation of the water and about the calcification of the pineal gland. However, the good news is the pineal gland is not really in your physical body. It's in your subtle body. So it's possible for you to develop your third eye even with a calcified uh, pineal gland. Uh, the, The reality is the pineal gland is not calcified in children. That's why children are very open to other realms and that's right and to imagination and so on whereas 
some people, their third eye really closes when they get older. But if you do spiritual practices to help you awaken your third eye, even though your pineal gland is calcified, you can make spiritual progress. You can open your third eye. However, also in my book, Awaken Your Third Eye, I do give you specific methods to cleanse your third eye and to decalcify your third eye. I give you a whole long list of ways to, to do that. Oh, that's great. That is really good to know. Um, yes. That um, I know that I have been um, drinking non-fluoridated water. I go 50 miles away to purchase my water and to stock up on it. But it is clearly evident to me that as I have cleansed it and I am helping it and I'm focusing on decalcifying it, that the colors that I see are much brighter, more yes. vibrant. Uh, you, the, the things, the intuitions, the direct messages that I get in an instant is so much more powerful. And I think it's my concentrated effort. And now it could all be just a placebo. And I think that's what no. it's doing. But no, I don't think so. But it is I, not placebo. But <laughs> I, I, um, I have noticed a distinct difference in focusing on cleaning that sucker up and allowing me to see things that I haven't seen before. So exactly, this is very, very powerful. Can you just tell us some of the things that just real kind of easy things that we could do right now to start focusing in on maybe cleaning up our uh, pineal gland? Yeah. Uh, avoid fluoride in toothpaste. Okay. That would be number one. Uh, another thing you could do is, uh, is sleep in the dark. Wear an eye mask mm. uh, at night. Make sure you wear an eye mask at night because uh, then you'll get the most number of hours of darkness. And uh, there's something called light at night pollution. I go into that in my book, Wake in Your Third Eye, also. I talk about light at night pollution and how that has really caused all kinds of psychological problems in people when they're not getting enough melatonin. So that would be another thing. Uh, here's good. another little tip, and that is uh, if you get um, boron, boron effectively removes accumulated fluoride. Really? It, nat it naturally occurs in organic beets, and uh, there is some homeopathic companies that that sell a completely safe borax medicine. And that's what I would recommend. Although you can take a very tiny bit of borax in a very large amount of water and drink that. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't really want to even recommend that because <laughs> you, you could make a mistake. So the safe way to do it would be to take borax in homeopathic form and that will help. Also, iodine helps to remove fluoride from your pineal gland. Magnesium flushes it out. Wow. Um, so these are some things you could do. Uh, seaweed, for example, has a lot of iodine in it. Uh, there's a whole long list here. I can't, you know, I don't want sure, to that... talk about it. But these are just a few hints. That is so good to know. Um, and I am intrigued that you say that, you know, really the pineal gland is not a part of your physical body, no, but really not. part of the subtle belt. Now, that's the first I've heard. So uh, let's explore that a little bit more. Yes, right. So, um, yeah, I mean, we have this gross physical body and we have a subtle body. And your third eye is one of your chakras. It's one of your major chakras. And the chakras are not in your physical body. So it's really that simple. Hmm. That's amazing, but yet it it communicates to it, and that you know that doesn't seem weird to me. That seems uh, uh, really normal when we really look at the energy system of the body. Exactly, the energy <clears throat> system is energy. It's not it's not your gross physical body, although it is regulating your gross physical body. It's very important that everyone realizes that your subtle body is what is keeping you alive. And that's why if a person has a near-death experience, for example, and they um, 
they shoot out of their body and the body's lying there, um, you know, on the floor or on the, on the gurney or wherever it is, wherever the, the body happens to be. But then the person uh, is not any longer in the body. They're above the body, but they're looking, looking. That's the operative word. They're looking at people scurrying around trying to revive them. They're seeing, they're hearing what those people are saying and so on. So your subtle body is the house of the senses and it is completely alive and there's no such thing as death. After death, you're just as alive as when you were alive. (laughs) It's no, no difference. It's just that you're no longer in your physical body. So you can see, hear, taste, touch and smell with your subtle body. So it's important for people to realize that and also for people to realize that all of these um, chakras, these subtle centers of energy, they are what is running your body. And each one of the chakras is associated with an endocrine gland. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you know, you're... uh, you have these glands throughout the body and they are, uh, they're governing what goes on in your physical body through their secretions. But these secretions are governed by the chakras. Hmm. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah. So for example, your third eye chakra is located in the pineal gland And it also is associated with some of the other glands in the center of your head, the thymus, the the, uh, the hypothalamus and the thalamus gland, not the thymus, the hypothalamus and and the thalamus gland, glands, the the center of your head. Yeah, the pituitary gland. And the pituitary gland as well, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you were talking about um, death. So what does DMT have to do with the third eye? Isn't that part or isn't that what the scientists were always saying that, you know, if you have visions after you die, it's because of the DMT? Okay, so that's a really interesting question. And I love talking about this because a DMT, which is a dimethyltryptamine, Mm -hmm. that's an illegal substance. Um, It was very popular in the 1960s, you know, and it's still popular today in a different form. But um, it was a recreational drug. It has a very fast-acting, highly intense hallucinogenic effect. And recently, the jungle of the Amazon has become a tourist destination for people who want to experience DMT trips, shall we say, uh, in the form of what's known as ayahuasca which is a plant medicine. It's a shamanic uh, medicine that's sacred to the indigenous people of South America, specifically the Agaruna Indians of the Amazon. Uh They've used ayahuasca in ritual ceremonies since 500 BC. So they make a concoction out of certain plants, and that concoction is mainly chemically consists of DMT. And they have known for a very long time that DMT awakens people to subtle sensory perception, to other realms, to be able to see beings that are not physical, to be able to uh, visit places that are in other dimensions. And the stunning thing, and this is so amazing, is that in 2013, Rick Strassman and his Cottonwood Research Group, they discovered that DMT is produced in the pineal gland of rodents. Hmm. This is such an incredible discovery because what that means is that we mammals, just like rodents, you know, Uh, I'm making a leap here, but it's not a very big leap because, you know, the reason why science does experiments on rodents is because we are mammals too. So if we make the leap that, yes, we are indeed producing DMT in the pineal gland or from the pineal gland, what that means is that all along 
the people of the East have gotten it right, that the pineal gland is the seat of the third eye, and that in fact, it produces a chemical that triggers these otherworldly experiences. So that's the reason why the third eye is associated with intuition, higher consciousness, clairvoyant, clairaudient, sentient experiences, supersensory perception, and so on. Wow, that is fascinating. Now, I just read an article just a couple days ago that stated these hallucinogenic drugs that people took in the 60s. Well, they were actually not as bad, and they did incite the body to see things like you were just saying. So it's like there are reports now coming out. Well, wait a minute. They really didn't have it. Like, uh, what was that guy's name? O'Leary? He, he, Leary. Yeah, he did. Timothy Leary. Thank mm-hmm. you. He he may have been right in the experimentation that he was doing because it did open up his mind. And he he he. I just think it's fascinating that you're mentioning it right now. And I just read this article. It just came out that they're talking about, well, maybe it's not so bad after all. Well, <laughs> who knows? I would, have to say, I would have to say that it does kill your brain cells. So I would not <laughs> recommend anyone to be taking drugs in order to have these experiences. However, I would recommend that people use some of the techniques in my book, Awaken Your Third Eye, the meditation techniques, and uh, there's just dozens of techniques in my book, not just meditation, ancient yoga practices, ancient practices from China, uh, using the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. There's so many practices in my book, specific kinds of meditations, like Trataka meditations and other meditations that really do help people to open their third eye. And that are not that difficult. They're really quite easy to do. For example, some of the things that I suggest for uh, anyone would be mirror gazing would be one. Where you sit in a darkened room, uh, maybe even a completely dark room, and sit in front of a mirror and just gaze at your own forehead. And that helps you to develop your clairvoyant ability. It helps you to open your third eye. Another one would be to just get magic eye photos. They're called magic eye pictures or magic eye photos. They're not really photos. They're just magic eye uh, books. And in those books, they have like these uh, pictures that look like just a bunch of odd shapes in different colors. And when you gaze at them with what I call soft focus vision, then a three-dimensional object will pop out from the book. From the picture. So uh, you'll be able to see in three dimensions suddenly. And that exercise can help you to develop your clairvoyant sight. Um, Would you like me to explain how that works exactly? Yeah, yeah. That sounds fascinating. So the thing is, we have two eyes, right? And these two eyes converge on a point. That's how we're able to focus and see things even though we're getting two images. Two images are coming into our eyes, but we only see one image. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, if you allow your vision to kind of relax, if you see with what's known as soft focus vision, you're going to see kind of double vision. You're going to see with soft focus vision. And that helps when the eyes relax like that, that helps to develop your clairvoyant sight. If you want to develop, for example... Uh, the ability to read auras. Right. right. So the soft focus vision is the key to that. And there's different methods for helping you to do that. One of them is called Trataka meditation, which is something that is a traditional practice in India. Uh, It's a type of meditation where you gaze with soft focus vision at a candle or the picture of a divine being or the horizon a star in the sky or uh, a dot on the wall. I mean, you can actually gaze at anything. And that will help you to develop this soft focus vision. Uh, And that's uh, something that anyone can do. So, like I said, I have dozens of exercises in my book, Awaken Your Third Eye, to help you to develop your 
uh, ability to awaken your third eye and your ability to have clairvoyant, clairaudient, and clairsentient uh, mastery. That is wonderful. Oh, boy, that sounds terrific. And we have to. And that soft focus, you know, I started doing this soft focus when I was a teenager. And it really doesn't take long at all. No. But after the years, boy, you can just see brilliant colors if you stick with it in anything. Matter of fact, even before I went on an airplane, you know, I was always kind of afraid of flying. <laughs> but okay. I would I would look, I would do a soft gaze, right? And I would see the people and I if they had great auras, that would be great. I knew I could go safely on that plane. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? I do the same thing. Did you really? <laughs> I always look at people's auras to make sure they have an aura before I go on a plane, actually. That is, you know what I we, we think alike because really that's going to say it's going you know we're we're safe then exactly that's brilliant okay um so is there a prayer or affirmation that we can use to help us open up the third eye actually in my book Awaken Your Third Eye I have an entire chapter of affirmations that you can use really yeah let me uh, pick one out. Um, where it's called the third eye invocation so I'd like everyone to just uh, be comfortable for a moment and close your eyes and let's take a big deep breath together breathe in and let it all go just give up another one breathe in And just let it all go. Third, breathe in. And release, 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 and be at peace. All right. This is called the third eye invocation. I let go and let God fill my third eye with the brilliance of God's light. I call upon all the divine beings of light who come in the name of God to now fill my third eye with radiant blessings. I call forth the beautiful Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth and wholeness, to shine forth your beautiful glowing white fire to now fill and purify my third eye with blazing white light. I call forth radiant St. Germain to now fill my third eye with your violet consuming flame to cleanse, heal, and purify my third eye and to lift its vibration to the highest spiritual vibration that I can comfortably enjoy at this time. I call forth brilliant Jesus the Christ to now fill my third eye with your dazzling golden light of the Christ consciousness and to blaze that scintillating golden light through every atom of my body and subtle bodies on all levels, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and material. I call forth Kuan Yin and Mother Mary to shine a beautiful sparkling pink light to now infuse and permeate my third eye with divine radiance, softness, gentleness, peace, love, compassion, strength, and wisdom. I call upon Lord Buddha to now vibrate the light of wisdom upon my third eye to allow me to attain spiritual enlightenment and freedom from the wheel of sansara. I invoke Mahamuni Babaji, the immortal sage, to now blaze forth with glory your resplendent clear light of enlightenment to lift, heal, cleanse, and transform my third eye. I ask Babaji to now penetrate and suffuse my third eye with the pure clear light of enlightenment opening me to realize the supreme truth allowing my spiritual eye to see the ultimate reality and lifting my vibration to the highest state of consciousness that I can comfortably enjoy at this time I call forth all the divine beings of light who come in the name of God to now lift me into a new consciousness where I now see the truth know the truth, and live the truth. Thank you, God, and so it is. And so it is. Wow. Great. 
So you brought in all of the uh, um, other divine beings. So my question now is really, um, these divine beings have the same subtle bodies and the same, it doesn't work the same or not. In other words, we have the subtle body outside of us, our energy field. So what does it look like for these divine beings coming in? Actually, our subtle body is not outside of us. It permeates, pervades, and surrounds our physical body. It is Our physical body is infused with the subtle body. Uh, it's not just surrounding. I mean, okay. You see a picture of an aura. It looks like it's just surrounding the physical body, meaning that it's separate from the physical body, but it's not. Okay. It is completely permeating and pervading the entire physical body and extending outward from it. So our subtle body doesn't stop at the edge of our physical body. It's bigger than our physical body. And there's the different layers of the subtle body are bigger and bigger, you know. In fact, if you measure your subtle body with a with an L rod, with a dowsing tool, you'll find that it is quite big. That mm -hmm. people are standing in each other's energy fields all the time. <laughs> right, right. I, I think they call it toroidal field as well. So it, it's mm -hmm. it's it's real. I mean, we uh, heart math is is really big into that, and you can actually see that you would be standing and reading other people's energy as well as people do's because they're in their energy field exactly um, but you wanted to know about the divine beings yes the divine beings are made of light they're not made of the this gross physical body so they don't have the gross physical body actually they're they're light beings but some of them the ascended masters for example can manufacture a physical body for example in the bible jesus appeared to his disciples and not after his ascension and he actually ate food to prove to them that he was physical. So he had created, he had manufactured a physical body when he was on, he could, in other words, he could step down his vibration to the physical plane and create a physical body. And so can other ascended masters. That's why there are ascended master visitations. That's why people get visited by ascended masters all the time. Mm -hmm. It's very common, actually. A lot of your listeners here today have had ascended master visitations where so suddenly someone just comes up to you and says some profound thing to you out of nowhere and it changes your life. Or, or maybe you're in danger sometime and suddenly someone just appears suddenly to help you out of that danger. These are ascended master visitations where these divine beings step down their energy, their vibration to a grosser uh, level to this physical plane and then they can manufacture this physical body. So an ascended master by definition is someone who is, has transformed their physical body into a light body has disappeared in a flash of light after, you know, when their corporal bodies, when they're done with wanting to be on this physical plane anymore, they actually just disappear in a flash of light and they don't leave anything behind, by the way. And then they can reappear at any time, anywhere, to anyone in either a subtle body or most commonly in a, in a physical body. And they often will eat with you just to prove that they are um, that they are uh, not just a ghost. <laughs> interesting, interesting. You I've know, many of the Santa Master visitations I've had, they've eaten or drunk something with me, or 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 in front of me, shall we say, <clears throat> in front of you. And so w they are physical in front of you. Mm -hmm. Wow, yep. they appear. And if you think back over your life, you may have had some of these visitations. Hmm. I'm not thinking of it right now. Haven't you ever had somebody just kind of appear out of the blue to give you a message and then they just kind of, and it's just like takes you by surprise. Hmm. They just walk up to you and say something to you out of the, you think maybe it's like a crazy homeless person or something, but. In fact, it's an ascended master visitation. No, I have not had that experience yet. 
Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not that you can remember. Not, not that, that can I can remember. remember. You know, yeah, I'm going to say, you know, after 62 years, there's a lot to remember. But I can't say I actually remember that yet. But I, I'm sure it can happen. You know, one of the reasons I was so interested in talking with you is because we just had um, um, a medical doctor from Austra um, Austria do healing sessions and he's teaching that everyone has the power to heal themselves through their intuition and so for me the fact that everyone needs to develop the intuition and awaken their third eye which is the title of your book is incredibly necessary in this day and age is for us to fully engage with our bodies and are uh, out of bodies and for us to truly become and take responsibility for our own healing. Um, uh, we, we can choose to do this. And that's what I think is so important today about developing the intuition. Not only can it help us in every area of our lives, it, especially spiritually, because it connects us to life. But we really do not have to depend on others to deliver medicine to, or medical advice to us because we know then what is truly going on with us. Uh, yes, it's possible for people to develop intuitive abilities so that they can uh, diagnose and heal and, and so on. It is possible for people to do that and even for themselves. And some of the ways that are very powerful for healing are, for example, prayer, using the power of our word and prayer to change situations, circumstances in our lives, and even to help us to heal physically, mentally, and emotionally. So, yeah, I'm a big advocate of holistic healing. I'm a big advocate uh, that that we can do a lot of healing ourselves, but I would never recommend that somebody forego seeing a medical professional. No, but, you know, it makes sense that if you develop your intuition when you go see a physician you will know and act to and be an active participant Absolutely. in your health and i, I think when when you stop relying on their authority because nobody knows your body like you do mm -hmm. and you're just taking responsibility and working with the physician instead of giving the power to someone else and i think this is the future of medicine um <clears throat> i where, do believe yeah i where, do believe that holistic medicine is the future of medicine for sure yeah yeah absolutely and that's where we're going to go in the future that i mean i i think this is phenomenal all the history that you have with it all the um uh, total complete understanding of the third eye is fascinating i didn't know a lot of this stuff i only knew the very basics of the pineal gland so i really am going to encourage everyone to get this book awaken your third eye and uh truly with everything that she's got in there you will be able to awaken your third eye. <laughs> there's, Absolutely. There's no way that you cannot. Unless you get, right. you don't get this book, you're not going to awaken it. So uh, go tell us how to um, uh, get your book. Yeah, Awaken Your Third Eye is available at Amazon.com. I suggest you get it there because you can get it there most quickly and, and actually le least expensive. So I say Amazon.com. Uh, but you're also welcome to go to my website, drsusan.org, drsusan.org. You can order it there. And when you go to my website, you can read the first chapter of every one of my books, including this book. You can just read the first chapter right there. And uh, that's drsusan.org. In addition, on that website, you can uh, listen to teleseminars for free. You can read articles for free. You can listen to radio interviews for free. And lots of videos also are embedded in that uh, in that website. So uh, go to the author page and you'll just find just oodles of things. 
Um, and also, there are links. You can read all the chapters, uh, first chapter of every book that I've written, which is there's 13 of them. And then the other thing that's really cool is another website, divinetravels.com. That's D-I-V-I-N-E, divine, and travels, T-R-A-V-E-L-S. That's plural on the travels, divinetravels.com. So go to that website and find out about upcoming tours, retreats, tours to sacred destinations, cruise ship seminars, uh, conferences, and so on that uh, I'm offering. And that is totally awesome. Uh, I do recommend that you subscribe there because then I will notify you of things that are going to be happening in the future. Otherwise, you probably you know won't find out about them because unless you keep going back to that webpage. But yeah. who wants to just keep going? Who wants to remember to go back to the webpage? Right. But just sign there's up. Amazing, yeah. amazing travel opportunities, and you won't get very many emails. It's only when there's a new thing coming up, you know. So try it out. Great. Great. This is terrific information. Well, thank you so much, Susan, for uh, taking the time and informing us of this uh, truly necessary step in our life, and that is to awaken our third eye. I can't thank you enough. It's my great pleasure to be here, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Jules. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.